0: kind of hard for me to get away from the last two three uh, lessons that we didn't had and tonight it is the day of the Lord you know we didn't talked about the trumpet we didn't talked about the journey and now we can't without talking about the day of the Lord. Amen. The day of the Lord will take place after you and I have been given every available opportunity to be saved. Amen. You know why? Because no one will be able to go and call God into question as to why they weren't able to be saved. Why did not get the truth? God going to give everybody the available opportunity to be saved. We had every opportunity to see it's God's way and not our way. God has been knocking props off among us ever since we knew Christianity. Ever since we came into the knowledge of the truth, He has been knocking our ideals out of the way because they was uh, interfering with what he was trying to put in our soul. We had our moments under the sun. And now it's God's time to do his thing. We had everything we wanted to do under the sun. We did it all. And we can... uh, Not Frank Sinatra way. We did it our way. But now it's time for God to do it his way. We have been told time after time, be ready. Get your house in order. Straighten out your life while you live. How often has we been preaching and preaching and preaching and teaching on this? Get your house in order. huh? Straighten out your life. You know why? Because you don't want time to catch you with your life not straightened out. You folks out there, let me tell you, folks out there, ain't no point in... Uh, 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 lying about it. Folks out there having fun. They doing their thing. They drinking all they can drink. They smoking all they can smoke. Huh? And they sleeping all they can sleep. Amen. And in the world, they having fun. But it's the end results. Sin always seemed to be fun. But it got a stain that it leaves behind. Sin leaves a stain that God sees the stain. And no matter how you smile or how you try to cover it up or put more clothes on. God still see that stain in your flesh. The Bible says that. Every one of you or every one of us should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and in honor. For God had not called us to uncleanliness, but unto holiness. So what are you saying? You have to put forth every effort you can to avoid The fun in your flesh. You have to put everything that you possibly can to keep from joining the in crowd. Come on now. Oh, you need to come go with us. No, we're going to have some fun. We're going to drink. We're going to eat. We're going to do it all tonight. Girl, you better come on. Amen. And you might very well go along with them. And you might very well have fun. You might very well enjoy your flesh. But you're going to leave there with a stain that God see. And God going to see that you did not try to resist what they were trying to pull you off into. So then he's going to see that they had more power over you than he did. Amen. That tells me we need to give our life some immediate attention toward God. The day refers to the appointed day when Jesus will return to the church. There is an appointed day that he's going to return. You ain't gonna know it. I ain't gonna know it. Nobody gonna know it. I don't care what the philosophers say. I don't know what. I don't care what scientists say. I don't care what the moonwalkers say. Ain't nobody gonna know when Christ is coming back. Today, day it holds an important place in prophecy and is referring to as. God's day of judgment for Israel. God's day of judgment upon individual nations. So that day of the Lord is known to be good. And in some cases, it's going known to be bad. Who is it going to be good for? It's going to be good for the church, but it's going to be bad for the world. So guess what? Now you at a point to where you have to make the choice whether or not you're going to be in the church or you're going to be in the world. You're going to be in both places. You might, if you said, uh, if, if, if you're hanging out with the world and going to church, you might be attending church, but you ain't in the church. And it's a difference. You in the world. If you enjoy enjoying the world, that's your meal. If you enjoy enjoying the world, that's your religion. Other places, you just visiting. It's bad to visit the house of God and not be in the house of God. Amen. Well, we don't know when it's going to happen, but one thing we do know, it will happen. Amen. That's a sure thing. If God said it, it's going to happen. If God said it, it will come to pass whether or not you are here or not whether or not we still exist or not, whether or not we still in the grave or living up on top of the ground, it will not prevent this day from happening. The scripture said, it's coming as a thief in the night. To take away by surprise, to take away by unaware, to take away by unexpected, to take away by being caught off guard. And this is what's happening. It's going to catch everybody off guard. Nobody is going to be expecting this day to happen. Amen. We're going to think that world, the world goes on just as it's been going on all the time. Here's your news flash. When year 2000 came here, and they were talking about uh, the computer crash, y'all like went crazy. Y'all thought the world was going to end year 2000. Amen. I almost. I thought I was going to almost lose my job behind year 2000 because I didn't have a computer. I, had. I got a, the computer ready, but I didn't have a spare computer ready. And I thought I was going to lose my job behind it. I got, got reprimanded because the spare wasn't ready. Not that the main computer wasn't ready. It was ready for year 2000, but the spare computer wasn't ready. Everybody was up like in frail frenzy about year 2000. Amen. And just to think that year 2000 been 21 years ago. Nobody still haven't figured God out yet. Now you got another issue. You got the issue of COVID-19. And they still trying to figure out things. Come on now. So. This is gonna happen when everybody is unexpected. <laughs> Can you imagine if God came back unexpected and you somewhere you should be? Huh? Come on somebody. Be a crying shame that God come back on the day the church is supposed to leave. And here I come running out of somebody's house, pulling up my pen. It's too late. You should have kept them down. Huh? Whatever you were doing, you should have went on and did it. Because you're going to get left anyway. Not just me, but anybody else. Just keeping it real. Amen. He's going to come when you think he's not coming. So, guess what you're going to do? you're going to go on with your fleshly life unaware of what's about to take place that's why God tells us to be ready at all times don't let your guards down the day of the Lord represents the occasion when God would actively intervene to punish sin now he's going to punish sin so if he's going to punish sin, and sin is written all on us, what's going to happen? We're going to get punished. Because it's the sin factor that he's after in you. And if you keep the sin factor alive in you, you got to go with it. Do that make sense somebody? So... The day of the Lord is related to the second coming of Christ. And the day of the Lord and the day of Christ occurs simultaneously for the church. For the church, it is the rapture. And for the unbelieving world, it is the beginning of judgment and tribulation. I mean tribulation like the world had not seen before. We have to go back and start go back to back to studying about the trumpets and studying about the seals and come on, somebody. Hey, can, I, can I say it? it's gonna be like hell on wheels? It's gonna be rolling everywhere. Hopefully that God has taken on the day of Christ. We know and when, when Jesus coming back, he's coming back for the church. He's coming back for the church. Of those that are the church. We got to be the church. When he comes back. The building mercy ministry. Will remain on earth. But the ones that are the church. Inside of the building. Will be extracted. Be shame, Everybody get extracted. And you got two in here. study am saying hallelujah. And look around. Everybody. Uh, somebody a lot of somebody a lot of holler back at you you can have it <laughs> we gone amen so the church has got to be in you I need you to really understand that the church has got to be in you. You are the church that he's coming back for. He's coming back for the individuals that will be continually covered under his blood without contamination. Amen. The church should be looking for Christ's return. This world don't believe it's going to happen. Whether we believe it or don't believe it won't stop that day from taking place. Don't matter if you don't believe it. Huh? God ain't messed up about what we don't believe about his word. Amen. God is not messed up about. Whether or not you believe him or not. Because guess what? His word is going to stand. Amen. And he don't need our approval. His action is going to take place. (coughs) Go to Malachi 3. Chapter 3. Right before the New Testament. Malachi chapter 3. Are we there? We're going to read verses 1 through 5. Or try anyway. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly, even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in, behold, he shall come, said the Lord. Of now, here was that uh, John the Baptist came and prepared the way for the Lord. And he came to the temple. And when he came to the temple, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Come on, somebody. He had anointed me to preach the gospel once the gospel has been preached to everybody guess what you can look for Christ to come the second verse says but whom and but who may abide the day of, who's going to abide the day of his coming who's going to be able to stand when he appears? when he appear Wow, that's the question that's got to be answered. Who gonna be able to stand? It must be a very important question for it be written in the scriptures. Amen. But who can endure the day of his coming? Wow, we got to be prepared. And who shall stand when he appear? For he is like a refiner fire and like a full of soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and purify of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levite, pure them as gold and silver, that they may be offered unto the Lord and offered the right. Now guess what? He's gonna be in turn back to Israel. This ain't nothing about no Gentiles, did it? Gentiles have got to get theirs now while they're getting this good. So when he turned back to the nation of Israel, guess what? We shut off. Just like Israel was shut off when they disobeyed him and he turned his back on them, this is the generation or this is the dispensation of the Gentile nation. This is time for the Gentile to... To get on board and get drafted in to be the people of God. Because guess what? When he turned back to Israel, we cut off. (laughs) And how are we going to get saved then? I don't know. How are you going to get saved and he to turn his back on you? That's That's exactly what it's going to be saying. I'm done with you. Amen. Then he said. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord as in the day of old. And now you see what I'm saying? As in the days of old, that means he going to be in a restored Jerusalem. He going to be in a restored Judah. He not said nothing about Gentiles. So the Gentile has got to make full use of the day that's at hand. Come on somebody. Wow. As in the former days, When they walk with God. Hmm. And here the Gentile they, they walking without God and want to walk in front of God. Nobody wants to follow God. They want to try to lead God. Fifth verse says, And I will come near to you, uh huh, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerer and against the adulterers and against false swearers, against those that oppress the honey and his wages and widows and the fathers, and they turn aside the strangers from his right, and fear not me," said the Lord of Hope. Woo-wee. my God! Look at all what he gonna come against. And he said he gonna be a witness against. You. you know what he's saying? I don't need nobody to tell me nothing. I already know. I already know how you gonna be operating. When I come back, come on, somebody. Hmm. So, just for scripture reading, let's just read the sixth verse. For I am the Lord. He did what? He changed not. You ain't going to change God's mind to go along with your mess. You ain't going to change God's mind to accept your half-hearted worshiping him and pleasing him with your life. He ain't going to accept it. He didn't accept Israel. What makes you think he's going to accept you? And Israel has been a people here since the Book of Genesis. Amen. You and I didn't even come into the picture until the book until the Book of uh, 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 Acts. If it had not been for Christ on our side, we still wouldn't be a part of the book. Amen. You were thought of in, 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 in the Old Testament, but the reality of you didn't come to the book of Acts. Amen. So guess what? That tells me that you really don't have a whole lot of time to waste, and you really don't have a whole lot of time for procrastination, because guess what? You are already living on borrowed time. Amen. Go to Matthew chapter 7. The Gentile nation didn't come into fruition until Jesus came and, 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 and brought forth the Holy Ghost and everybody that's supposed to be in the Christianity world and started kicking against the Holy Ghost. How in the world are you going to be saved? You don't know, no, you don't know more than God do. You don't know the mind of God. You don't know how God is operating. You just go with the flow. If God said move, you move. He ain't got to sit there and, and, and answer your question because you saying, "Why do I need to move, Lord?" Huh? Come on now. Twenty first verse says. Wait a minute. We we, we need to make sure we understood that one. Not everyone. That says unto me Lord, Lord. Not everyone. That means churchgoers. That claim that they know him. But not serving him. Huh? Shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But let's look at those that is going to enter in. But. He that doeth the will of my Father, if you gonna go to heaven, you gotta do the will of the Father that's in heaven. If you ain't doing His will, you ain't going and stay in His house. Oh, y'all, y'all know, y'all know that, y'all know that even in the flesh. Let one of your nephew head children come back home and ain't gonna do, ain't gonna uh, uh, treat your house or do what you said do. You gonna tell them real quick. You need to find you another place of residence cause you can't live here, huh? Come on, somebody. Hey, Amen. Cause that's just the way we see it. And and, and you be if 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 you if you be like my wife, she tell them in a minute. Too many grown folks in here. Somebody gotta go. Amen. And guess what? You just want to get it fixed in your mind that there's going to be one grown person in heaven. If you go into heaven thinking you grown, you ain't going to stay long. You're going to be a child. When you get the glory, if you can't be a child under the mighty hands of God, you're in the wrong place and you won't be staying. Come on, somebody. Just want to keep it real. So, in Matthew 7, verse 22 says, Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have I not prophesied? Now hold it right there. Don't that sound like church folks to you? Because the sinner sure ain't going to be out there prophesying in his name. The sinner sure ain't going to be out there trying to call or, or right wrong and wrong right. So, therefore, it's got to be somebody that calls themselves in the house of God. Or call themselves serving God. Or call themselves doing God a service. Come on now. And then what did he say? Then I cast. The now you're not going to be casting out no devils if you're not a part or working for the kingdom. Huh? you're not going to be doing many wonderful works if you're not working for the kingdom now if you're working for the devil the devil ain't gonna cast out the devil he gonna welcome him in <laughs> so guess what these folks were doing the good work but they were doing it for their own self they were doing it for their own recognition they were not doing it for the glory of God. They were doing the work. But guess what? They were not living the work that they were doing. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. And the spirit of the Antichrist ain't came. These folks, these folks here is doing work in the church. Antichrist ain't going to do no work for God. He got another God that he served. Amen. This is this is this is this is us being called by God yet working for God but yet still working for ourselves. We working for God but yet still living in sin. That makes sense now. We church it but not the church. Uh we got to shout, we got to dance, we got to talk. We, we we church it, but we're not in the church. You see what I'm saying? So, a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. 23rd said, And then will I confess unto them, I never knew you, Depart from me. You know workers of what? So therefore what you were doing. You still did it in sin. Come on now. You know it's one thing that I found out. And I found out it to be true. When God calls you. You're going to do the work that he called you to. But the shape of your own soul. It's going to depict on what you do when you're not doing the call. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. We think because if God called us to do a job, you might do the job well. But when the job is not being done, what are you doing? That's where your life stands. That's when God is going to turn around and say, yeah, you did it, but you did In iniquity, so depart from me. Wow, you know what you can say? A good thing gone bad. Lord, have mercy. You think that all that you done, all that you done spoken tongue, all that you done laid hands on, all you done preached, all you done teach, all you done done? But yet still, when you wasn't doing it, you were living in iniquity, and God said, "Depart from me." Yes, ma'am. You can preach it, but you better live it too. Cause it, you, you I, I can preach, preach, preach the Rosetta to Rosella till, till socks come off, and she run all up and around this church. And the spirit of the Lord all on That's good for Rosetta. But what about me? Amen. Paul said, while I preach to others, I become a castaway. So you're going to do the work, but you have to make sure you ain't doing it in iniquity. Because he's going to say, depart from me on that day. He's going to let you work all the way up to when he come back. And when he comes back, and you think you going to glory, and you're going to say, Lord, Lord, why, you're going to be asking, why are you leaving me? Did I do what you asked me to do? You might have did. But you didn't do it for yourself. You kept yourself in iniquity. You kept yourself in sin. So it didn't do you no good. It might have benefited the ones that heard you, but your soul got left out. Wow. Mm. That was a tough one now. Did that make sense? Let's go to Matthew 24. And trust me, your flesh can get the best of you. At any given day. Any given day. When you think you got it all. Together. Your flesh will throw you for a loop. Amen. You can be like. One of the. Well-known song producers had it all together, and his son videoed him, cussing him out. (laughs) Huh? Put it on social media. Preacher and songwriter cussing him out like a seller. songs too. (laughs) Yeah, he got caught (laughs) stomping. Matthew 24 in the verses, we're going to do 35. No, we're going to do 34 and move on down. Let's read, please. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass to all these days. Everything is going to be fulfilled by the letter. And when that day comes, then that's when the trouble is going to begin. Because God's word is going to be fulfilled. Huh? Amen. And we better hope. And it ain't going to even go that far as hope. This product the generation. The way things are going now, this may be the generation that he's talking about. So let's see what he said in the 35th verse. Yeah. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word. Yeah. Wait a minute. You're not going to dilute. You're not going to uh, 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 bypass the word of God because it's going to pass. It's going to stand when everything else is gone. Heaven and earth shall pass away before my word do. So guess what? You need to put some stock in God's word. Huh? <laughs> if his word would outlast heaven and earth, you need to put some stock in God's word. And the book says, But of that day and hour, know many? How many? No man, not a one. Not an angel in heaven. Even the angels that is sitting up under the throne of God, they don't know when God has got this day designated. It's one thing that I know about God. God can keep a word. God can keep a secret. Huh? You, You can't pry nothing out of God that he don't want to say. Amen. And he said, if he said ain't nobody gonna know when he's coming, ain't nobody gonna know. So the fact of the matter is, if we know that nobody's gonna know when God is gonna return, that he already got this day appointed, this hour appointed, don't you think that we ought to be uh, 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 more concerned and more jubilant to try to get as close to God as we can? More, 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 more. Amen. Amen. Just the fact of the idea if I don't get as close to him as I can I might be the one to get left. Amen. If I don't change some things about me before he get here, James I might be the one to get left. Amen. Things that you think is alright might not be alright with God. So that's why he tells you to always seek him diligently. Why do he want you to seek him diligently? So he can tell you about you. He ain't going to tell you about me. He's going to tell you about you. If he not telling you about me, you listening to another spirit. Because he's going to directly tell you about yourself. Because yourself is the one that you got to be concerned about. Amen. But look what he said. But as in the day of Noah, where they so shall also be the coming of the Son of Man. What were they gonna do? For as in the day they were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving and marrying until the day Noah, they kept on doing the usual. They kept on parting. that's what it alluded to they were having a good time they were drinking they were marrying. the women were being given in marriage amen until the day no you know what he's saying did nothing change everything was happening as normal can you imagine when he come, everything is gonna be happening as normal. Some of y'all are gonna be at the chicken place. Huh? Some of us gonna be trying to find some fish. Some of us gonna be up at that old bad barbecue place, I ain't gonna even call their name no more. Come on now. Why you say that? Because the main thing that we be thinking about is our business. Everybody is going to be doing their norm. Some of you going to be in Kroger with your, with your grocery bag packed to the rim. Because your, your stamps came in. Be like them folks I seen at Walmart. Rolling out of there with 50 inch TVs and stuff. Because they got their stimulus. That day's stimulus ain't going to do you no good. But what are you saying? Everything is going to be going like nothing is going to happen. You don't get no warning like you got today about the storms. So you going not have to keep peeping out the window to see if it's getting dark out there. You ain't going to know about this day. This day, when he cracked the sky on this day, ain't nobody going to know it. Amen. And he gives you a typical example that in the days of Noah, they were doing all of these things until Noah entered in the ark. Isn't that amazing? So he gave Noah time to get everything in the ark that he told him to get in the ark. It wasn't just Noah. It was everything that God gave Noah instruction to get into the ark. And after Noah filled God's instructions out of getting everything in the ark that God put on his list and now God opened up the windows of rain and the flood came. Hmm. And the scripture says in thirty nine verse, And knew not until the flood came and took all away, so shall also the coming of... Wait a minute, they didn't know it until God opened every window in the sky and the flood came. You know what? They had a better chance of surviving a flood of water than we have today. Why do you say that? At least they had enough ground to soak up some water. We ain't got no ground. We, got, we stay in a concrete city. We can't rain a half a day and the streets are flooded. Half a day and cars in the ditches. Half a day and you can't cross bridges. You, We can't afford for God to let it rain seven days instead of 40. Help me somebody. It took 40 days and 40 nights, and everything that was under the heavens was covered. We're living in a world today, it wouldn't take but seven days, and everything would be covered. Rivers overflowing, huh? Sea banks overflowing, neighborhoods all the way up. Now, do you notice that sometimes it'd be a flood? for a rain pour for a whole day and a lot of people's housing is flooded up to the roof? How would you survive? So just thank God covered the highest mountain and nobody escaped. Beast and man died because nobody pay nor any attention. It's bad when the word of God come across and you don't pay it no attention. One day it's going to catch up with you. Amen. Did we read it all? No. Let's read Now, that ought to tell you something right there. Then, two shall be in the field. One is going to be taken, and one is going to be left. The one left ain't going to be the one that's in good shape. If it's the day of the Lord, the one that's going to be taken is the one that's going in the rapture. I don't care how they read that. But if you get left, that means that guess what? You got left behind. And he templified this as everybody is not going with the rapture of the church. Somebody gonna get left. Amen. So that's why we have to watch. You know the old saying, we got to watch our P's and Q's because they kind of look alike. You know what I'm saying? One going one way and the other going the other way. You got to make sure you're going the right way instead of the other way. So you got to watch your P's and Q's. Come on, somebody. So then he went on to say, two women shall be grinding at the mill. One shall be taken. So what he's saying? Women, you ain't going to be left out. When he come he gonna make a difference in everybody everybody is gonna be made a different and somebody is gonna be left behind let's read on watch therefore for you know not what hour do your Lord do coming for you know this that if the good man of the house had a known in which watch the thief would come he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken in. Now you need to understand here that God is not a thief. He don't have to steal. He said his entrance is gonna be as a thief does. His entrance, a thief don't robber. I ain't no good thief if I'm gonna call you and say, Rob, I'm breaking your house here in 30 minutes. Uh, you gonna be at home? <laughs> Come on, somebody. A good thief don't let nobody know that he's going to break in. He's crafty. He knows how to get less attention. And then when he find out that everybody's gone, then guess what? He don't go and knock and go through the front door. He goes through the back or go through the window because he's a thief. But if the good man had to know that he was going to come, He'd have been sitting in there waiting on him with a shotgun. Huh? Tell him, come on in. Don't bag out now. <laughs> huh? We're gonna stay here till the popo get here. Unless and you got some other idea and think that you can make it out of here. <laughs> huh? Come on now. So since we won't, since we don't know when he's coming, the forty-fourth verse says, "Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as you think not." Oh, roll! When we begin to think he ain't coming yet, and me and you get the boxing and fighting, huh? Then you call that old egghead boy that'll come to your rescue, and then me and him get the fighting. And then the Lord coming, and all three of us hell bound. You trying to explain God, Lord, it was being fought. Then Jane trying to explain, I had to come rescue my sister. But we let our God down and we wasn't ready when He came. Come on, somebody. A lot of folks don't think anger. A matter. God said be angry but and not. Amen. So let your anger be legit. Come on now. So all of this stuff come into play. When we're trying to maintain our life. In order to make it in. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad that my sister put down that food suit that she used to wear. She know who I'm talking to. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't by yourself. You got another sister on there that used to put one on too. She back over the corner like she was really reading the book back there. I'm so glad that God changed her. huh? I'm so glad he changed y'all. Because y'all will tell somebody in a minute, don't make me put this fool suit on. Well, <laughs> thank God for bringing that change. about, let's go to the 45th verse. Let's see what he says about the faithful. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord had made ruler over his house to give them Oh, He's looking for the faithful and the wise servant. Oh, Faithful. Faithful. Look at him. Whatever y'all do, be faithful. Faithful going to represent a whole lot in your memoir with God. It's being faithful. Come on, somebody. You don't realize that faithful will get you some more grace. Come on now. It will get you some more grace and mercy to God can get you all the way where he wants you. But you got to be If you ain't here, how can he get you where he wants you? You got to be faithful. Amen. You got to be. You are in an hour now that you got to be faithful. Amen. If you don't, the enemy going to trip you up. Matthew 25, Matthew 25, 25, verses 31 through 34. I don't know after today whether I'll be off this, the day of the Lord or these days or not, but uh, we'll just have to see. We'll have to see. I know what's on me now. 25 verses 31. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know the the upper part of it talks about uh, the jobs, the talents that God gave his servants. And uh, down to where he gave the one. uh, And he went and hid it and all that other stuff. So we're going to start at the 30th verse. We're going to pick it up at the 30th verse. Now we're going to pick it up at the 29th. Let's read it. For unto everyone that had shall be given, and he shall have an abundance. But from him that had not shall be taken away, even that you better do with what God has given you to do with. Because he'll take it and give it to somebody else. And guess what? When you read the next verse, you're going to see what it says. He will take what he gave to give you and give it to somebody else. And so read verse 30. And cast the unprofitable. Somebody say unprofitable. Unprofitable servant into outer darkness. Thou shalt be weeping. That sounds like a, a, a hellish place to me. Huh? Uh, that don't sound like a place that I would want to visit, huh? Where there's gonna be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There's gonna be some pain, Jane. There's gonna be a reason, Jane, why you gonna be crying crocodile tears.
1: Thank you. Lord Jesus, what is, is he, Lord, Lord Jesus? What is he, Lord, Lord Jesus?